Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Fuck you, two-factor auth. I'm just going to start off the show with that because I am so sick of two-factor auth. Can we fix this, please? No, 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 we can't. It's, it's actually funny that you mentioned that because we are attempting to secure cyber insurance for our company, uh, which, as you can imagine, uh, much more difficult to get these days. Gee, I, I yeah, don't know. I yeah. don't know why. Uh, Gee. And, you know, we, we thought we had like done all the paperwork and then sent it in and we were kind of like, uh, basically, I've just kind of been prepping my boss saying, we're not going to get this anymore. And if we do, it's going to be just in extortionary rates that we can't possibly afford. And they've sent back more paperwork right. for us to like try to fill out. And basically now they're just saying like, we're only going to give you insurance if every single one of your employees uses two factor auth for absolutely everything. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, we're a Microsoft shop. We use Microsoft 360. They've got their own security. We use that for everything. Fuck off. But here we are. Okay. Fun times. Mm-hmm. No, it's just like every time I try and log in on a different different one of my, I, you know, I've got like four computers. So mm-hmm. every time, like right right as I'm getting ready to set up for the show, I'm logging into Quip, which we use for our show notes, which, which is owned inexplic- by Salesforce. inexplicably has two-factor off. Every time. Because God it's forbid just somebody like, see our show notes. I know, I know. God forbid that we that somebody gets a scoop on the news that has already been reported that we are re-reporting days later with just snarky commentary. God forbid. Yeah, um, yeah but then I have to open the Authenticator app on my phone, mm-hmm. which if your phone is, I don't know, in the other fucking room, you got to go get it. And then, it, of course, every time when you open whatever Authenticator app you're using... It's on it red. is five seconds before it expires. Five fucking seconds every time. Yeah. Sick of it. <laughs> yeah, it's a pain. <sighs> Sorry, Dave. But it keeps us safe. <laughs> keeps us so safe. It keeps so us safe. Sa- it keep, you know why? It keeps us safe so the companies that we are using our two-factor auth to sign into their websites can actually lose our data for us. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Salesforce can lose it. Because they're the ones that but- get breached. But you know, yeah, our, we kept our password safe. Oh, God, I, it's, it's fucking show notes. Stop it! And oh, oh, and here's the fun part: you can't log into any Apple device without like it sounds like you know the Christmas bells in the morning when you log into anything Apple because every Apple device in your house goes ding a ding a ding a ding a ding. Yes, Whenever you try and log in to anything Apple, because the two-factor hits every single device you own. Oh, I particularly like Google's that makes me have to open YouTube. Well done there, by the way, like forcing <laughs> me to use your shit product that I never wanted to have an account for in the first place. But yes, for me to be able to log into my Gmail to authenticate it, I now have to go find my fucking iPad and open up YouTube. Awesome. What? Okay, that's yeah. a new one. I don't have that one. Yeah. I do yeah. not have that one, thank God. Yeah, when I sometimes try to log into it, like we set up a, a Gmail for my son for his school because they use like a, they use some Google products, 
classroom and stuff like that. And of course, you can't just type in a password. You have to authenticate somehow. And they want me to run over to find my YouTube on a different device and open up YouTube <sighs> and click OK there. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It is so awesome. So awesome. I love technology. I love how far we've come. You know, it's great. I it's don't. great. I, I think it's all fucking... <laughs> I, I think we, we turned a bad corner a long time ago, and it's all been fucking shit sandwiches since then. I'm telling you, it all started when AOL led everybody on the internet. That's what it was. <laughs> I, I go back to that. I stand by it. But what I also still stand by is the fact that Shane McGowan is still alive. So the GOG curse has been broken. <laughs> Until next week when he gets rid of the breaking news. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, no, but somebody who somebody who was fake dead was Trump. I did not know that there was a meme going around that showed that uh, like a CNN headline that Trump had died on November 1st. And I'm just like, good on you. Good on you. Thank you. Thank you for finally fighting back. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was funny. So if we talk about Trump enough, maybe we can get the GOG curse to kick back in. I don't oh, know. Well, we lost enough listeners attempting to make that happen. You know, fuck him. I'm done. Fuck him. Good. I'm, I'm, on, Good. I'm on Team Brian now. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. And fucking Christ. vote, people. Vote. Please. Vote for science. Vote for facts. Vote for sanity. Get that's, out that's and That's a conditional vote. vote. See, I, I agree with you. Yeah. See, I'm on Team Jason there. I don't think you should vote if you're thinking about voting for Trump. I don't think you should vote if you're thinking about voting for Dr. Oz. I don't think you should vote if you're thinking about voting for DeSantis. If you like those guys, don't fucking vote. Fuck stay you. Stay home. Stay home. Watch some Duck Dynasty or whatever the fuck you watch, but stay the fuck at home. Please. Thank you. I'd like to go back to the normal world. In the news... Well, as Elon tends to do, he sucks up all the oxygen in the room no matter what he does. And we're going to talk about Twitter an awful lot, even though Twitter's actual real-world impact is eh, debatable. Uh, certainly nowhere near the amount of impact that it's getting in the news cycle because Elon, as per usual. So what do you expect? We still talk about Elon. <laughs> it's all, every time I hear the word Elon, I think about that damn song from that movie that I from can't Encanto. watch. Yeah, uh, yeah that I can't weird, watch. <laughs> weird Al needs to get on that. He's, he should. Oh, I know. That. that would be a good one. Yeah. Uh, so what would you expect would happen when the uh, basically the ultimate Twitter troll takes over Twitter? A coordinated Everything. trolling campaign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not? Of course, the the Muscovites came out in force. The idiot. Muscovites. The idiot. That's a new one. I haven't heard about that. Oh, well, thank you. I just coined it myself. Oh, I'm you're, sure okay. somebody else okay. has done it before. I'm sure. But uh, yeah, okay, just rolled off the tongue. Uh, yeah. So as soon as he basically took over, basically, you know, the 4chan Musk's people kind of went, okay, well, let's go test this out. And coordinated trolling campaigns began where they tried to push, you know, push all the limits is because, you know, free speech, right? That's what yeah. this is all about. Free speech. <sighs> N-word up 500%. So you'll Within rock, 10 yes. minutes of him taking over. Within 10 minutes of taking over because, you know, that's that's what the world is now. That's free speech, people. So Yul Roth, the company's head of safety and security, who will probably soon be fired, said the organized effort was to make people think that Twitter had weakened its policies. I don't know, probably because that's what Elon said was going to happen. 
<laughs> yeah, don't know why people thought that might happen because that's what he said he would do. Um, and I wonder why people run into walls with their cars because he says their cars can drive themselves. Oh, that yes. didn't work either. <laughs> yeah. He has uh, tweeted an update to the Twitter cleanup effort saying he's made measurable progress since Saturday and has removed over 1,500 accounts involved in the trolling. He explained that the 1,500 accounts didn't correspond to 1,500 people. Many were repeat bad actors. Oh, uh, maybe those bots that so many of which follow Elon. Hmm. Oh, the bots. The bots are you back. Think? The bots are back in town. The bots are back in town. <laughs> Sorry, I had you're, to go. I had to break it. Song. You're punchy today, <laughs> dude. That fucking two-factor auth really fucking got under my skin. I'm sorry. I was like taking a nap, and then I came to do the show notes, and it wouldn't let me log in. And I was just like, so I'm just yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just a little. I'm a little revved up tonight. All right, let me finish this story, then you can move on to one of yours, and you can <laughs> go to the moon, Jason, to the moon. Woo! To the moon. Uh, I'll just end this with Roth ended his series of tweets with a promise to reveal more about how the website is changing and how it enforces its rules. Overhead voice. That won't happen. <laughs> no, <laughs> we will not see that. We will not be revealed. Nothing will be revealed. I think we've already seen what uh, Elon Musk's policy is regarding Twitter and what's going to happen. He floats a fucking idea by tweeting it. He doesn't know what he's doing. Also, do you guys do you guys understand is, that? He does not because know Because it is what now he's doing. a private company, he does not have to reveal anything. Anything. Well, the 8th. It comes out on the 8th. That's when, you know, it's taken it's taken private. Right now, he's still dealing with all the shit. He's dealing with all of the stuff that he should have been dealing with before he actually took over the company, th thinking about how am I going to handle this? No, what he was doing before he took over the company was how can I get out of this stupid fucking deal that I did what that I bought when I was drunk? That's it. That's what he was trying to do. Now he's taken over and it is a fucking mess. Great timing too. Election. Awesome. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. <sighs> All right, Meta. Meta's in the news. They are going to ditch their human curated Facebook news stories globally now. Um, I have not been on Facebook very often. I, I, I literally log in to see if I get some notes from friends who only know how to get in touch with me on Facebook. And I have given them my email. I've given them my phone number. And we're moving people away from the Facebook. Mm -hmm. But when I do log in, I, I, I don't understand what I see. It is nothing that it I, – I don't see stories from my friends. I see random nope. stuff. I don't yep. understand what happened over there. I don't. I don't understand what my feed is at all anymore. No, I know. I, I don't know. I, I didn't even actually know that Facebook still had a news feed. Uh, apparently, there's a news tab somewhere. Uh, somewhere, news essentially, is yeah, a I don't know. dedicated tab inside Facebook. Never seen that tab. Never clicked mm -mm. on it. Don't know where it is. Uh, yeah, I, I. I don't understand what Facebook is anymore. I mean, occasionally, I, I if I scroll far enough. I'll see you like might one, see something. one of my 400 <laughs> some odd friends updates. I, I don't know who updates anymore. I don't see anything. It is, it, it's, it's basically useless to me now. I can't say it's useless because I subscribe to like IFL science and things like that. And those things pop up all the time. You which, know, you can do that with an RSS reader, right? You yeah, don't have to use Facebook for that. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. Just wondering, just, just making sure you Lazy. knew. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think that's how Facebook still has like an audience and still actually it is still a cash cow. It makes a motherfucking shit ton of money. Actually, yeah, that was actually I don't know uh, why. brought up on the Discord in the, in our stock talk area, and I was because because they've lost so much money, or their stock prices dropped so much. Uh, They're a buy. It was point. Yeah, it's a buy right now. It's a Even fucking buy. You, I, I yeah. don't. I, I'm not buying it because of ethics, and I sold. I divested from Facebook a long time ago, and I'm not going back in. But if I w- had no ethics, I would be purchasing right now. Well, what I don't have is money. If I had money, I would skip my ethics and buy Facebook. <laughs> but all my money, money is tied right up now. in, yeah, my, all my money's in Apple, and Apple is shit the bed. So I'm I'm screwed. I'm like, when Apple, Apple gets fine. above 165, I will <laughs> divest Apple, <laughs> and then maybe we'll see where Facebook's at. But yeah, no, it's a total buy right now because look at the money that they're bringing in. It is still I don't know why people are spending money to advertise on Facebook because I don't know if you've watched. I don't know, the advertising channels around here or there, but advertising on Facebook has almost a negative ROI. It's not bringing you any money anymore. So I don't know I why people are still does, spending it money. It does if you're hyper-localized, I, I would could say. Could be. Yeah, it could so be. Hyper-localized ads do really, really well. And obviously, you know, the, the mm. Russian trolling over the election sort of thing. Right, right, Th- right. Yeah, if you want Trump back, then very yeah, well. Something. Very well. So. Yeah. <laughs> So there are niche, uh, niche, niche uh, opportunities in which it works really, really well. But yeah, if I were like Nissan trying to sell cars, what's the fucking point? (laughs) Fuck that noise. Yeah. So jumping back to the main Twitch show that's going on in the world right now, uh, Elon Musk. uh, I like the first sentence of this article. This was a few days back now already, so it's already out of date and I can't keep up anymore. So who gives a shit? It's day five of Elon Musk's reign over Twitter and beyond seeing an influx of racist tweeting, one big development is Musk's, Musk's plan for verification. Yeah. I assume you've been following this story, Jason. Well, I do a daily tech news show called Boot Up with Jason. So if you go to bootup.show, you can follow all of the news that I unfortunately have to do every day. And I try my fucking hardest to find anything that's not Elon. But there's nothing. Well, like I said at the top of the show, he sucks all the oxygen out of everything. And this is it. This is is all the news we've got. So it started with him floating. I'm going to charge 20 bucks for people to be verified. And then, and then Stephen King came shit. to the rescue. Stephen King came to the rescue. Uh, uh, so many other people did as well. Eric Idle was in there. Um, a lot I of didn't people, see that one. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people were just like, "Are you fucking kidding me? We're the we're we're giving you the content. <laughs> You're gonna charge yeah. us? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's now? trying to flip the script on who's the the product at this point, but. He didn't think about it very well. So, no. yeah. So the, so the $20 <laughs> thing then became, uh, particularly with Stephen King, uh, and you can see the great mind of Elon Musk at work here, who then went, would you pay eight? Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> you know, he's not the greatest negotiator. We know this because he spent $44 billion for Twitter. So we know he's not a good negotiator. You, you would so, you'd maybe think 18 so you know, plan, like let's plan. start the negotiation a little down, not let's go over 50% and go to eight. 
What the fuck? So the plan right now is basically you're paying four ninety nine a month right now for Twitter Blue, which gives you features like an edit button, a customer, uh, a custom reader mode, bookmarks, and more things that actually don't work, as you've pointed out many times. No, so paying- and, and yeah, he pulled out. He pulled out of all the deals with all of the the news publications that said, "Hey, we're not going to let you." you know, do the ad free thing anymore because we're not going to send you the token. I'm like, uh, I paid you my money so you could send that token to those news outlets. So I got the ad, I got the news articles ad free. So I have a bone to pick with Elon about that. But here's the funny part. I'm still only paying two ninety nine. They never upped me to four ninety nine. Well, I'm they're going to catch the that shortly, one. Jason. I, I'm just going to continue to go through my bullet points okay. here. You provide the yeah, color commentary. Do. So I will do. Yeah, <laughs> okay. come on. So, been, trust me, I've been covering this all fucking week. I know it. You're going, uh, <laughs> Musk himself has decided he's basically going to double that price for Twitter Blue, but that will give you the verified check mark. So that's worth it. In addition, yeah. you will receive priority in replies, mentions, and search, which is essential to defeat spam and scam the ability to post long video and audio and half as many ads so you can pay double the amount of money for half as many ads apparently uh you okay, have can 90 I pay days triple the money for no ad or quadruple the money for zero ads uh, no no that's not an option uh you will have you have 90 days if you're a verified user already to subscribe to twitter blue or you will lose your verification according to the verge now, obviously, um, then they talk to some people who refuse to be named because they're probably about to be fired as well because we've also just had a report that he's about to not only slash uh, uh, the employee count by, I think, 75%, but they've also ordered uh, them to basically spend $1 billion less on infrastructure. So AWS buckets unver- un- unlocked, here we come for all of Twitter. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Basically, you're going to pay more to get your verification. But as has now been pointed out, you're basically paying for verification and there will be no ID checks. There will be no nothing. So, so you just get a blue I, check mark if, if, you subs- as, if you subscribe. That's it. That's what they're if saying. If I go on as Stephen underscore King and I pay $8 a month, I'll get a blue check mark next to me while the real Stephen King will not. Because he's not going to pay the $8 per month. Fantastic. What could possibly go wrong here, Jason? I love how he he really, really thought out how this is going to work. I just love it. <laughs> it's just so So there's great. no fact-checking. There's no, basically, verification system whatsoever. It's basically just pay to be verified, and you get a check, and... The whole entire entity of Twitter thus far, which has kind of run off the idea that these people with blue checks are really who they are, is out the fucking window. And by the way, not to let's 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 take a step back here for a second and talk about verification to begin with. I am moonwalking my way back. Tell me what I'm missing. Okay, moon your walk your way back for one second. Let's talk about verification for one second. Everybody that's currently whining about the verification plan, you fucking lucky fucks that managed to get verified, fuck you because verification has always been a fucking shit show bullshit scam. It has. And you know what's really annoying? (laughs) The The first department that did the Twitter verification was run by a, a, a a lovely girl that I used to work with at JPEG Magazine. She was one of our, our uh, early employees. She was kind of an intern, and we rolled her into it. And then when that company shut down, she went to Twitter, and she was the fucking head of verification. Head of verification. 
and took her to lunch, said, uh, what the fuck are you doing? What, what is that? You know, it's like, I didn't care because I didn't care if I needed verified or not. But I'm like, what do you do over there? She's like, I have no idea. <laughs> She's like, we get, we, 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 get, we get emails from people, you know, from the C-suite that tell us to verify people and we do it. And then there's some paperwork that comes in that we kind of have like some guidelines for, but I can't tell you about that. And I'm like, and I can't verify I you, even though a, I'm standing in front of you and I know that you out. are the person. It was just, it's a, it's a total joke. It's a total it's fucking total joke. joke. Yeah. I remember there was a form for a while and I filled yeah. it out and it just went off into the ether like everything does. And Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know if she's right, still so, there. I, ho- I hope she's long gone. She was she was awesome, but uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I well, now the verification department is just a. It's, now the verification part is just a fucking iPhone with a little stripe thing on the top. Yeah, that's about Swipe it. Swipe your credit card. That's about it. You're verified. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, is- once you've paid that eight dollars a month for verification, you're also going to lose that edit button option because it's going to be free for everyone, according to Elon. So you know, part of that whole thing that you're paying for is now free. So what are you paying for again? Because the news yeah, doesn't. Well, work. I mean, well, the edit's going to be in for the, everyone. The, oh, but yeah, you know, edit- he's going to bring back that Vine. <laughs> I know, I know, Vine. But according to Axios, the company hasn't updated Vine since it shut down the app more than six years ago. It needs a lot of work, one source told the outlet, referring to the software's code base. But reports are saying that Elon Musk is sleeping in a sleeping bag in his office at Twitter. So this shit's going to get done, people. I I beg to differ because I have a Twitter account that I follow called Elon's Jet. And Elon is not sleeping in his fucking office. I'm going to tell you that right now. So um, Twitter, I, I, you know what I can't believe? I can't believe he's left that account up. I can't believe he – like once he owned the platform that he has not shut that account down. <laughs> but it's still there. It's, it's, it's part of a bullet point list of things to get to immediately. Yeah. No, he was he, – um, I covered this on Boot Up. He was meeting with – uh, civil rights leaders. He's been to New York, meeting with advertisers, doing all these "quote unquote" meetings, and everybody's mad at him because they're not meeting with their leaders. They're just reading, meeting with other people's leaders. And he's like, "Okay, well, whatever." Um, but he's all over the map right now. He has no fucking clue what he's doing. And I, no. I, you know, there's a part of me that feels a little bit bad about how confused he is right now. But then again, I think. You're the richest man on the planet Earth. Maybe get a fucking clue. Maybe hire some teams also, to do if, this. If only there were some sort of solution as in like, oh, I don't know, appoint a CEO. Huh. Yes, there's that. There's that. Do you, I couldn't talk about that. See, see, the thing about the that other show that I do during the day is I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not really supposed to make my, my feelings known. It's supposed yes. to be fair and balanced. Did you notice that when Elon took over, he brought in a bunch of Tesla engineers to look at the source code for Twitter? Now, that's fine. Okay. Uh, sure. Whatever. The, the engineers that he brought in were from the fucking self-driving car unit, which doesn't have a fucking product that actually works. Twitter works. I'm sorry, Twitter fucking works. So you're going to have people that come in, look at the code, 
from uh, with with these engineers who are who, who are like you know doing visual systems and have them look at web code. What the flying fuck? And the whole thing about printing out the code was really funny. Like Leah Culver like showed a picture of her like holding up source code like printed out, and I'm just like, I love you, Leah. It's funny. It's good. But what the fuck is going on? I just don't know. I just don't, I don't know. know. I for one am looking forward to self driving Twitter. <laughs> We have a show title, people. (laughs) Amazon is pausing their corporate hiring because of economic uncertainty. So remember the great great resignation? (laughs) It's happening whether you like it or not now. Should have kept that fucking job, shouldn't you have? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Told you. Yeah, no, so they are going to... uh, (laughs) They are pausing new incremental hiring across its corporate workforce. Um, Yeah, they they might replace some people as other people like, you know, phase out or whatnot. But uh, yeah, they are. They're they're pulling back too. everybody is pulling back. Apple as well. Everybody is. So, yeah. Uh, You got a job. Hope that hope that great resignation worked out really good for you. I'll see you at uh, uh, at, uh, Chipotle. Yep. Yeah. Well, by the way, burrito prices have gone up, so good luck. Uh, Google has bought an AI avatar startup to take on TikTok. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, let's, let, let's, let's parse this. I just, I just, okay. I, I, if, you just had it in the title right there. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. They've quietly acquired a startup that was working on using AI to generate avatars for social media users and brands. Uh, they paid about $100 million to buy this company called Alter. <laughs> It went through about two months ago without Google bothering to publicly announce it. Uh, they they confirmed the purchase, but they did not close financial terms of the deal recently. They bought Alter to better compete against TikTok. Where are they competing against TikTok anyway? I don't get that. That makes no sense. That is my entire point in discussing this article, Jason. I'm hoping okay, somebody I'm just... can explain this to me. <laughs> Alter began life as Facemoji, <laughs> offering a platform that other developers could use to add avatar creation systems to their apps and games. Now, uh, the the <laughs> which, uh, how, even the article what? itself, which has that as the headline, Google buys an AI avatar startup to take on TikTok, then says... How this team and technology could help Google better compete against tech talk is unclear. Yeah. Maybe that shouldn't oh, be your shit. headline. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's very, it's, it's, it's extremely <sighs> unclear. I am still trying to figure it out in Gadget. The thing about all these tech companies now is it's just like they have to take on somebody else just to take on somebody else. It's like Google, you're a search engine. Be search. TikTok is a video viral platform with really stupid videos. And in what universe yeah. does having AI avatars make you competitive against a video platform called that? How? No, it makes no sense. None of this makes sense. None of it also, makes any by the fucking way, sense. Let's not, let's, let's not, let's not. Not smack journalism here. Just because Google released a fucking press release that says they bought this AI avatar startup to take on TikTok does not mean you need to turn that into the headline when that is so clearly not exactly what this company does. How is that the headline? This is nothing to do with TikTok at all. I know. I know. It's, there's nothing here that Just has because Google to do with says it. it does doesn't make it true. 
Okay. Anyways, Brian, 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 if you say something enough the world times, is falling it means apart, it's Jason. true. The world <laughs> is falling apart. I, nothing well, it, has any meaning anymore. Well, at least the Department of Justice is taking a look at the, uh, the Adobe uh, deal to buy Figma. Um, and they are looking at them. I think there's them. something a bit more important here that we actually didn't even put in our show notes. Which one? <laughs> There's so many. The fact that Adobe didn't want to pay up for Pantone colors anymore. So if you're not an Adobe oh, subscriber. Oh, Jesus. We didn't cover that. Art, all of your artwork will now just be black. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that for a second. Yes. <laughs> Adobe did not. We don't even have a link in the show notes for this, but we've, we've both read all the articles. So here's the deal. Yes. Adobe just got butt hurt with Pantone. And said that we're just not going to do it anymore. So it's going to cost you like either 15 or 19 or whatever. It's going to cost you money every yeah. month to have access to the Pantone library, which is Wait, let's, let's put this colors. in Adobe is passing on those costs to you. They are <laughs> passing on those costs to you. Now, you know what, you know what Pantone literally is? It's a, a translation color. layer between a, a name and a number. It's like DNS. Yeah. Pantone yeah. is literally DNS for colors. Color DNS. I just came up yeah. with that. Shit. I'm patting myself on the back for that. That was actually pretty good. So. <laughs> um, you know what we could yeah. do? No, Jason, Jason, Jason. Let's log off right now. Hit mute because here we go. I've got the deal. All we're right. Taking, let's do it. We're taking DNS for colors on the blockchain. Fuck yes. NFTs. We are going to get billions Every of dollars color, of funding. Yes. Yes. Every color will be an NFT, and you can That's own right. that color. You can own, <laughs> own shit that gray. Color. That's right. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. On the blockchain. Yep. Okay. Mic drop. I'm retiring. We only take We're Ethereum. Out. Yep. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, we about the Figma, Figma thing. Figma. Yeah, the... Yeah, the Figma thing, uh, the DOJ is looking at them, and they're going after them hard, so th this will probably not close. So there you I go. I mean, Adobe already has their own product. Arguably, Figma is better, but who gives a shit? I mean, this is just dumb. This, everybody's trying to drive everybody else out of business. There can be only one. What the fuck is wrong in this world? This episode is sponsored by Mood. 420 celebrations come in all shapes and sizes, just like the many ways to enjoy your THC. Mood offers just the right buzz with their federally legal flower, gummies, vapes, and more, helping you find the perfect high. Mood is offering our listeners a free THCA pre-roll and 20% off your first order. Just head over to hellomood.com and use our exclusive code GOG. Mood's latest introduction, the THCA Flower, is a game-changer, offering the classic cannabis high with a twist. With 10 high-inducing strains, it's their most potent lineup yet. What's even better is that all Mood products are extracted from hemp, making them federally legal, and are regularly tested to ensure the highest quality. Sourced from small family farms, you're getting a product that's effective and pesticide-free. I tried several of their products from the uplifting Energized to the Mellow Chill, and I must say, each provided a unique, enjoyable high. My favorite? Definitely the Creative Strain. It sparked an incredible flow of ideas and got me through my daily projects with ease. 
Whether you're new to THC or a seasoned aficionado, Mood has something for every vibe. Their in-house experts have tailored different strains to match specific moods, offering a range of products to suit any preference. From delectable gummies to classic flower and convenient pre-rolls, there's a multitude of ways to enjoy Mood's offerings. Celebrate 420 exactly how you want to with Mood. Get 20% off your first order plus a free THCA pre-roll at hellomood.com with promo code GOG. That's hellomood.com code GOG. This episode is brought to you by Delete Me. Today, I want to share something personal and honestly a bit alarming. On this show, we often discuss the vast amount of personal info floating around out there. We're talking home addresses, contact details, and even information about your family. If you've ever felt that uneasy feeling about your privacy, you're definitely not alone. That's why I need to tell you about Delete Me. It's been a game changer for me in protecting my personal information. As someone who's been bombarded with spam calls and phishing attempts, discovering Delete Me was like finding a magic shield. Here's a really frustrating fact. The amount of personal data available online has tripled from 2019 to 2023. With rising political tensions, your political views could expose you to cybercrimes, identity theft, or even violence. Angry people fueled by their beliefs can access your data from data brokers that cover 98% of U.S. citizens, putting you at risk of harassment, identity theft, or worse. But there's good news. Delete Me works tirelessly to safeguard your data. They scour the internet, finding and removing your personal information from some of the largest data brokers in the world. And they don't just do it once. They continuously monitor to ensure your info stays private. I signed up and provided details on what I wanted removed, and the team at Delete Me took it from there. They keep me updated with regular reports, showing me where my information was popping up and confirming when it was deleted. Seeing their commitment to protecting my privacy has truly been a relief. Now, here's something special for all of you. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan today when you go to joindeleteme.com slash GOG and use promo code GOG at checkout. The only way to get that 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash GOG and enter code GOG at checkout. That's J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash G-O-G with code G-O-G at checkout. This episode is brought to you by Delete Me. Today, I want to share something personal and honestly a bit alarming. Now, on this show, we talk a lot about how much of our personal info is out there. We're talking about home addresses, contact details, and even information about your family. And if you've ever felt that uneasy feeling about your privacy, you're not alone. That's why I want to tell you about Delete Me. It's a game changer for protecting your personal information. As someone who's been through the ringer with spam calls and phishing attempts, finding Delete Me felt like a breath of fresh air. Could your potential views expose you to cybercrimes, identity theft, or even violence in this election year? The amount of personal data available online has tripled from 2019 to 2023. Angry individuals motivated by their political beliefs can now easily access personal details from data brokers for 98% of U.S. citizens, putting you at risk of harassment and identity theft. Fortunately, you can safeguard your data with Delete Me. 
Delete Me scours the internet, finding and removing you and your family's personal data from hundreds of data broker websites. And they don't just do it once, they monitor your information to ensure that it stays private. I signed up and provided the specifics on what I wanted to go, and the team at Delete Me took it from there. They keep me in the loop with regular updates, showing exactly where my info was popping up and confirming when it was removed. Seeing how dedicated they are to protecting my privacy is a relief. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now available at a special discount for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan today when you go to joindeleteme.com slash G-O-G and use promo code G-O-G at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash G-O-G and enter code G-O-G at checkout. One more time, that's J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash G-O-G with code G-O-G at checkout. Are you hungry? I am which means it's a perfect time to talk about Factor. Why not make your spring a breeze with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals? Picture this. Every meal is fresh, never frozen, crafted by top chefs, and has the dietitian's thumbs up. Plus, they're ready to roll in just two minutes. You've got 35 mouth-watering options to choose from each week. Whether you're into calorie-smart, keto, ramping up your protein, or keeping it green with vegan and veggie, Factors got you covered. And there's more. Each week brings over 60 extras, including breakfast, grab-and-go lunches, snacks, and drinks to keep your energy up and your taste buds happy all day. So, what's the holdup? Dive in today and give your spring the tasty kickstart it deserves. As someone who's lived off microwave meals for most of his life, I can confidently say that Factor's chef-crafted dishes blow anything else I've had out of the water. The chicken stays juicy, the veggies are crisp, and the flavors are absolutely delicious. I'm talking about meals like their artichoke and spinach chicken and the spicy poblano beef bowl out of this world. Are you craving a touch of gourmet? Well, check out the meals featuring luxury ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. It's fancy dining without the fuss. And speaking of no fuss, the meals are a total breeze. Forget about prepping, cooking, and cleaning. Just heat up your meal and enjoy the deliciousness. Plus, everything's tailored to fit your life. Customize your weekly meal plan to get exactly what you need whenever you need it. Need to pause or shift your deliveries? No problem. It's all designed to work around your schedule. Factor is your solution for fast, premium meals without the need for cooking. And Factor is celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for the lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash grumpy50 and use code grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code grumpy50 at factormeals.com slash grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Media Candy. Well, Jason, I actually followed your suggestion. Uh, I, I was going to wait, and I was actually probably just going to ignore it altogether, but you were uh, so exuberant about the peripheral that I decided to give it a go, and you know what? It's fucking great. 
It's so fucking good. <laughs> it's really good. Like It is. I'm so mad that it just comes out once a week now. <laughs> I like that. I'm actually, I think it makes the shows better. I'm, I'm all in on not binging again right now. So I, I like Andor. I like waiting for it. I like the peripheral. I liked waiting for it. I liked waiting for She-Hulk. I think shows are better done that way rather than binging. And I think they I would really like are. the peripheral less yeah. if I was binging it. I really do. I, I need yeah. time to just sit with it. I need to actually forget something and, and yeah. be reintroduced to it. There's something about the forgetting because if you remember that, that absolutely is, everything, yeah. you get bored with the callbacks and the and the setting ups and all of that sort of thing. You need to forget some of the story. I really that do believe is, that. That is actually, you know, we've been doing the show for 10 years mm-hmm. and I think that might be one of your most profound insights in the 10 years we've been going because you do need to forget before you remember and in the remembering is the aha and the you know that little flower of genius in your head that goes oh my god I get it now you know yeah. if you don't have time between the shows you don't have that t- that chance to forget yeah that is, make that the is other a very good insight yeah. I think it's very good. I think it's um, – but anyways, the show's fantastic. I really enjoyed oh, it. so um, fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, so it's, good. <laughs> it's really good. Um, I don't remember shit from the book. I don't even care about the book anymore. I'm just enjoying the show. It's, it's yeah. very good. Well, that's what I texted you. I'm like, I don't remember a goddamn thing about this book <laughs> except for the fact that I was confused when I was reading the book and I didn't understand it. And I kind of got it like two-thirds through. But by that point, I was completely lost and – but watching the show, they're doing such a good job of, like, just holding your hand because I'm old and I'm dumb now. Just grab my hand and take me along for the ride, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's like, a good ride. They're, they're doing great with it. that. Yeah. I'm really yeah. enjoying it. So It's, it's very so good. good. Uh, another show that I, I certainly enjoyed the first two seasons. I think the third season kind of lost me a little bit. But uh, I can guarantee you it's probably all over now. Netflix has renewed The Witcher. But because... Uh, <laughs> oh, because uh, Henry Canville is basically going back to being Superman. They've had to recast the main character, Geralt of Rivia. Recasting main characters rarely goes well, but Liam Hemsworth is going to give it a go. So we'll see. Okay. Well, I, you know, I didn't, I couldn't get into that show. So I, I, really I thought, I thought you gave up after two. season one though. I thought I no. th- like when you, I thought you, I thought you said season two was kind of a yawn fest and you just, checked out but it was season or god yeah it was season three i think i i can't remember anymore yeah i okay. definitely enjoyed one a lot oh no it's renewed the show for a fourth season so i've definitely watched three so anyways whatever. okay not gonna yeah, be whatever. watching anymore so <laughs> that's where we're at <laughs> all right uh bert kreischer turned 50 years old today and he released the teaser trailer for the machine if you've never seen his stand-up special the machine i highly recommend it or at least go watch the youtube uh version of the machine bit where he robs a train in russia it is fucking hilarious genius and it made his career the fact that he put that out there and by the way joe rogan is the one that told him he's like you got to put that on youtube and that made his career. Now he's a multimillionaire. And now he has a movie. I watched the teaser trailer for the movie and I thought it was terrible. My roommate watched it and she said, this is going to be awesome. So, uh, caveat emptor on the machine. I, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was fucking awful. But whatever. Because it's been like two or a year and a half since they filmed it. 
and it's just been in post-production. I'm like, that's never a good sign. Yeah, the moment has passed. <laughs> Ups and doodads. Speaking of the world falling apart, I, I just don't even understand how this is being allowed to happen. A swarm of 500 drones have plagued New York City with advertising. Uh, this happened uh, probably yesterday now, depending on when you hear this. Uh, the Gothamist reports mobile developer King and show organizer Pixis are flying a swarm of at least 500 LED-equipped drones over New York City's skyline on November 3rd to advertise Candy Crush. Candy Crush. <laughs> Candy Crush. They'll take off from and remain in New Jersey for the 10-minute presentation because they are outlawed in New York, but not in New York City, or not in New Jersey, but they're bright enough that you'll be able to see it. Isn't that great? Isn't that special? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. The planned flight is, of course, angering critics, of which all of us should be. Because who wants advertising drones in the fucking sky? New York State Senator Brad Holman, for instance, says it's outrageous to fill the sky with drones. This is considering legislation to ban such ads. Please get on with it, sir. Hurry up. Yeah. Um, New York City's what, what, Audubon what? is also concerned the drones might interfere with bird flight patterns. There's a history of crackdown on this kind of behavior. Both the city, state and city kicked out a billboard-carrying boat in 2019. So, Yeah. A future robotic flyer will be viewable within three miles. Three <laughs> miles. So here's here's what pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Fernanda Romano, the chief uh, the CMO of Candy Crush, said, "We want to turn the sky into the largest screen on the planet." No, thank well, you. No, you uh, you by doing that, you have turned yourself into the largest douchebag on the planet, eclipsing Elon Musk for three minutes or 10 minutes. This is going to be a 10 minute presentation (laughs) for 10 minutes. Fernanda Romano, you will be the biggest douchebag on the planet. These things have their place. Disneyland, amusement parks, Olympic ceremonies, all that sort of stuff. By all means, do it. It's events. Events. events that people yes. want to see, not forced advertising. This is a clockwork orange fucking s- forcing my eyeballs open and making me see a Candy Crush ad. Fuck you. Well, you want to talk about forcing your eyes open to see things you don't want to see? Mm-hmm. Meta is planning on NFT minting inside of Instagram. Yes, they are. By the so, way, Instagram is just as bad as Facebook at this point. Oh, it's it's. We useless. were talking about it's scrolling the Facebook. Uh, Instagram is horrific now. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's just like I don't see anything I want to see. I have to, you know, like all my likes. I have long gone for the days that I saw your dogs, Jason. I long for those days. <laughs> that is sad, Brian. That is sad that you want to see Bam Bam again. That, that's <laughs> how bad it's gotten, Jason. Oh, I oh I should actually post. Maybe I'll post the photo of my thumb because Dino bit me today because I gave him a piece of chicken, and he literally tried to eat my thumb, and it is black and blue now. Uh, maybe Human I won't post that because chicken. you don't care. Human taste of chicken. Yep. Yep, that's it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Instagram is working on NFTs with OpenSea, and you'll be able to mint straight from the Instagram app. And Great. They'll make yeah. it really easy for people not to buy your shit. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, uh, did you guys not get the fucking memo that crypto is out? NFTs are out? NFTs Nobody down like fuck? 95% or something like that. Nobody's buying these anymore except for Sean Bonner. 
Then Kevin Rose. Don't forget <laughs> Kevin. Okay. I'm gonna have I'm gonna see Kevin next week. So, and and look, everybody keeps giving me shit. You're like, what you you know Kevin Rose, and you give you give him shit on this show all the time. I'm like, look, Kevin's a good guy, but I can still give people shit that I like for doing stupid shit. You know, so chill. Everybody separate the chill. art from the artist. Exactly, exactly. I can still watch Harry Potter, even though J.K. Rowling is a fucking garbage fire you know that's I, fine. I can do that too like i'm my my kid is getting into harry potter we like reading the books it's fine like that's that's ender's fine. game i, I do I, ender's, ender's game, game is fine Carson scott card is a flaming fucking pile of trash as a human being but you know the book is fucking phenomenal michael i do jackson? draw the line at michael jackson i draw the line at michael jackson i, can't <laughs> michael jackson. I was wondering how you got there no okay. I, I draw the, i draw the line there uh see i don't i don't i blame the other parents on michael jackson they fed those kids to him like they were fucking going to a dragon. Anyway, speaking of feeding things to a dragon, uh, PlayStation is launching their new VR headset, which will cost $550 next year it, on uh, February 22nd. Um, mm-hmm. I'm on the fence about this because the reason I put this in here is because this week <laughs> I finally unboxed that PS5 that I got from my, my lucky Amazon buy. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I think it turns out that I spend the basically GDP of Uruguay on Amazon, which is why they put me to the front of the line to buy these things. Because I know a lot of people that were in line behind or like in front of me and have never gotten the invite. I think it really just comes down to how much you spend on Amazon will get you – will bump you up to the top of the line. But Probably. I, I set up my PS5. Mm-hmm. Now, I've had an Xbox One for a very long time now. And the difference in graphics from going from an Xbox One to a PS5, and I, I, I started with my PS5 playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which just came out, you know, in the past like week. Holy shit, Brian. It's insane. It is yeah, insane. But are you wearing a headset? No, I was just watching it on my TV. I just okay, plugged it in my you TV. You hate headsets. You hate headsets. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about the VR stuff. The VR stuff no, doesn't come out till next year. But that, that's, that's, that's fine. The, that's the story we're discussing here. Right, but I'm talking okay. about the PS5 first. I'm, I'm giving you some background on the okay. fact that my PS5 looked so fucking amazing that I might actually consider buying this. By February, I will probably change my mind because I hate VR. I've got a Quest 2. I never fucking use it. It's annoying. It sucks. I'm glad you're getting around to my point now. Yes. No, but I only put this in here because I, I set up my PS5 this week and holy shit, is it good. But I like laying in bed with my controller and my headphones on in a yes. big fucking TV playing games. There is no reason in the fucking world why you need to strap your TV to your face is what I'm saying. So let me quickly – let me encapsulate your story really quickly. Sure thing. Let's do it. I fucking love oranges. Oranges are fucking delicious. Oh my god. I just got the best fucking orange (laughs) from this farm. Next year, the farm is going to put out pears and I hate fucking pears. Should I buy the pear because I love the orange so much? No! Perfectly executed. Perfectly executed. Thank Thank you you. very much. (laughs) Security? Ha!
Welcome back to Security Ha! with Dave Bittner. Dave is the host of the CyberWire podcast, co-host of the social engineering podcast, Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan. And Dave is also the co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, where they discuss law and policy and surveillance and privacy, and Control Loop, where they discuss ICS and OT. Hi, Dave. We got, I got to read this fast because we won't have any time for a show if you keep adding stuff on. <laughs> I know, right? Right. I yep. just want to mention uh, this actually happened last week, but somehow we didn't, didn't come up on the show. Is that uh, we had some big business news here at the Cyberwire? Elon uh, Musk has taken over the Cyberwire. <laughs> That's right. It'll be, Pink slips it'll are be in your email. Eight dollars a month uh, for uh, your favorite Cyberwire podcast. Um, no, we did. Uh, we completed our A round, and and as if that weren't enough, we also completed a merger. Wow! So we uh, Ooh, we raised a fancy. few million dollars, and we merged with another company called Cyber Vista, which is uh, primarily a training and workforce development company. Um, this was all kind of the led by uh, Graham Holdings was our our lead investor. They uh, they used to own the Washington Post, um, and uh, they owned Gimlet and sold them to Spotify. They yeah. owned um, a Megaphone, sold them to Spotify. So they have their hand in the podcasting world some. And uh, so we've gone from an organization of about 20 people to now I think we're around 60-some, something wow. like that. So, okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, so, I look forward uh, to well. you being sold to Spotify as well and then I'll be able to listen to your shows there. So. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Every, everyone has their price, right? Yeah, that's everyone true. Everyone has their price. And ours so, is shockingly yes. low, investors. Very, very low. <laughs> very low. <Act> now. <laughs> don't delay. Operators are standing by. I'll give you two um, for the price of three. <laughs> yeah. So it's very exciting. We're very happy. It's been a long time coming and uh, nice to have that part of it behind us. And now we can focus on all the new things. And the folks who at our organization who worry about such things are busy planning all sorts of exciting new things. And I, in the meantime, will continue doing all the things that I do, including Excellent. this show. So. Yes. <laughs> Must be. That's let us know are. what it's like being successful and all, because we have never figured that part out. <laughs> uh, I'll let you. Yeah, I'll tell. I'll let you know when it. Yeah, when it hits me, I'll let you know. All right. Fantastic. All right. Yeah. Well, as we were kind of discussing off the air before we came on, uh, probably not going to get too much security. We've got some fun stuff to talk about. But if you like security, there's all those shows that. Dave is already on. <laughs> we just, he does yeah, there. Links is in the show notes. So, <laughs> we got a bit of feedback from our theater discussion last week. Kath T wrote in and said, hello, Grumps. Theater Spot, the UK's national theater live screen performances in cinemas, Viola, and a link to uh, the site. So you, if you want to watch any of that stuff, you can just go to a movie theater, which doesn't necessarily solve the problem of people being loud and annoying next to you. But <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Kath meant voila. I was going to say, I'm like, like Viola. I don't think she said <laughs> <laughs> Again, yeah. music world, not uh, not uh, you know. I, I, yeah, think the, fancy, I think the orchestra, yeah. fancy highfalutin <laughs> French. I, I, I didn't all. read it oboe, so there was a <clears throat> yeah. there's a win there. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, this is a great. Th I'm glad she brought this up. I hadn't considered this. We have this uh, here with um, the Met uh, mm -hmm. performs. They're, they stream all of their performances as well, and so. I can go to my local movie theater and if I want to see the Mets opera performances, I can go to my local movie theater and do this. I think that's a great idea. And yeah. uh, if this is something that helps expose more people to these sorts of things and helps do it in an approachable and affordable way, I think that's great. And it also means that these places are one step away, one step closer to just slapping up those big screens on either side of the proscenium, right? Because they already yeah. have a camera crew. 
They're already going through all the blocking and the, the you know, all that choreography of the cameras themselves. Yeah, so that's true. Very Let's get on it, people. Let's do well, it. We, we, we've got another entry in that field uh, from John who wrote in, Hi, Grumps. I enjoy the show every episode, and I finally have something interesting to share. You were talking about with time, about, John. Yeah. We've been waiting. <laughs> yep. You were talking with Dave about live theater regarding giant screens and AR, and I wanted to quickly tell you about a show I recently worked on, which is perfectly pertinent to your conversation. I was the sound designer on a new opera in Boston, which featured both of these technologies. The opera is called Cosmic Cowboy, produced by hmm. White Snake Projects, and the prologue of the show utilized Google Cardboard AR goggles that displayed a cosmic landscape roughly in sync with the music and sound design. We put up a giant QR code for the audience to scan which took them to the YouTube live channel and the conductor triggered the sound design and YouTube stream to start with his downbeat using an infrared trigger I built on an OSC network. There were two full screens with facial motion capture and giant avatars of the singers were projected onto this, the entire set about 30 feet tall. Just <laughs> wanted to share and humble brag a bit. Thanks for reading. And if you're interested, you can read more at whitesnakeprojects.org. Appreciate you, John. Nice. That is cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Mm-hmm. And an interesting uh, approach to this in that this being part of the theatrical presentation yeah. itself is blending that video element into the show. It's not a separate thing on mm-hmm. either side of the stage. It's part of the actual show itself. Yeah. So interesting. Very yeah, cool. Very nice. Mixed well, cool, media, John. as it were. Right, right. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Yeah, and then uh, getting back to the Samsung privacy feature, Dustin wrote in uh, in episode 576, you discussed how Samsung has a new privacy feature that allows users to secure their personal information during repair and how Apple should implement it. I actually worked at Apple for many years, left about five years ago, and that was a feature when I left. At the time, the AST2 testing had been going through some new major changes that appeared to be unique to just Apple stores, but, but, but I would be shocked if it hasn't rolled out all Apple authorizes service providers. Now, whether or not they actually use the tool to their capabilities is a different issue altogether. However, specifically in Mac OS, there are times where diagnostics pass in a known good operating system and technicians may need to attempt to reproduce the issue in the customer's operating system. In my experience, those issues are usually idiot errors and the best path forward is to erase and restore the OS. But point to be said, Apple has been doing this for a long time. You can contact Apple support, chat or call, and they can remotely run diagnostics on any of your modern devices, providing it can turn on and connect to a network. So huh. there you go. Interesting. Makes sense. Yeah. Still want multiple users on iOS. Yes. By the way, <laughs> we, we did get an email somewhere. I don't know if it just came to oh, me that's or not. Oh, that's true. We did. Where we was did. Somebody that? mentioned that they have implemented oh, here it is. that yeah. for certain uh, school systems. Yep, I, oh. I got it. So check this really? out. Here, I'm going to put this link up here. Yes. Uh, oh, if I don't step on my own microphone because it's one of those days. Uh, Aiden, write in, just to upset you more from the multi-user iPads chat. iOS supports multiple users for school devices already, and it works perfectly. And he gave us a link to huh. the Apple developer site. And sure as shit, they have multiple <laughs> accounts. Of course those they do. Those bastards. I'm going to have to register. <laughs> well, get... Given the state of the education system under Betsy DeVos in the in the United States, I'm going to register myself as a charter school so I can get access to this. There Seriously. you go. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. not? Why not? Huh. Right? Yep. Optimizing right, well, apps for shared iPad. So yep. not only is it possible, but it's out there. It's in the world. It's, it's, it's working. It's, it's in the wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's, mm. it's there. Yeah. We just can't do it. 
Yeah, look at this. Look at the link. I or click on the link that I sent you. It shows you a page or a screen on an iPad with multiple users. Yeah, those well, rat bastards. Isn't that, isn't that special? Wouldn't that yeah. be nice? <laughs> <laughs> well, I got some food news for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this mm-hmm. is specifically okay. for Dave because Dave is in the Washington D.C. area, adjacent around there. Yes, I don't know I how am. often you get up to D.C. Uh, I've been there a couple times in the past week, but I I try to avoid it simply because it is a pain to get to. Uh, the traffic is horrible, but when I'm there, it's fine. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Gordon Ramsay has opened up a new fish and chips shop, which I would love to go try myself. But since I can't, if you're a fish and chips aficionado and you're in D.C., go check it out and tell me how it is because I love fish you know, and chips. I do love fish and chips as well. I guess I'm a little skeptical of these celebrity chef places because really it's fish and chips. I know, (laughs) but that's what I want to know. I want to know, can they elevate it to a proper level? Right, (laughs) right, right. And and to what degree do you want them to? True. Because fish and chips out of the truck are pretty damn good already. So The best fish and chips are always at a good old pub. You can never beat that. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I prefer mm-hmm. the, looks uh, good. my favorite it's, ones were you know, street vendors 17 in bucks for a combo. Those, those are my favorite. Not, not nothing, but, you know. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. No, it seems to – I was looking at the website and it looks oh. – it seems to me like they are optimized for the lunchtime crowd. People mm. just coming by and no, getting I their basket of fish away. and chips and, you know, just cranking them out. That's That's what I think and – you know, I guess it's probably Gordon's special super secret batter recipe or something like that, and uh, which is great. Uh, maybe he keeps the the quality consistent and high, and good for him. But um, I guess if I was down there, I would certainly check it out. I I'm a fan of Gordon Ramsay on his cooking shows. Uh, I don't like the shows so much where he's just really mean and yells at people. I like the I like um, what's the one? Uh, I like Master Chef. I like Master Chef. is good. Master Chef yeah. Junior is the better one, though. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Right, right. Because they don't they don't tear the kids apart. <laughs> right. It is. I still think it's the best show on TV. Brian does too, but we seem to have lost Brian. He seems to have fallen out of the uh, the show Uh-oh. here. So I don't know what happened to him. So maybe he'll come back in a second. But <laughs> I have eaten at uh, Thomas Keller's uh, place in San Francisco and had a thirty dollar hamburger. Which was worth mm. about five dollars. It was not. I was not impressed. Which I was. Okay. I was really kind of sad too because I'm a Thomas Keller fan. But it's like, man, can't make a burger right. I don't think I've eaten at any of the Gordon Ramsay restaurants. I've been around them. You know, there's a couple of them in Vegas. Uh, actually, there's one in Baltimore near me at uh, our our fancy casino has a Gordon Ramsay steakhouse and. Mm. I would probably go check that out if I didn't have to walk through the casino to get to it. But, um, yeah, I'm sure it's nice. Uh, but it's kind of to your point, I feel like a big part of what you're paying for is the name on the door, not mm-hmm. necessarily the, the quality of the, the food. It's As you say, it's easy to, to pay $30 for a $5 hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> I, was really, I was really bummed because I'd, yeah, I'd seen him on uh, – on Top Chef, they did they did one where he was on Top Chef that was a really good one, and uh, I was just like, oh, I, I didn't. It just opened, and I'm like, let's go check it out. And I figured consistency would be what they were going for, you know, with with names like that. But uh, right, if, if it was, 
if that was the consistent version, then uh, no thank you, ma'am. No thank you, ma'am. We, we have a, a local uh, sort of connection with Gordon Ramsay that, um, you know, I, I live right near Ellicott City, which is an uh, old mill town, uh, historic city here in Maryland. And it's perhaps best well-known nationally for having been through a couple of horrific floods over the past couple of years mm-hmm. um, where, uh, you know, several feet of water flowing down Main Street and and uh, windows being blown out and just terrible, terrible situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Gordon Ramsay came to town with his uh, – what's the one where he drives around in the 18-wheeler and comes and, you know, fixes up your restaurant? I can't remember which one that Kitchen. is. Uh, maybe it's 24 hours. I think it's 20 – it has something to do with 24 hours because there's a so hard to tell. <laughs> yeah, so he has so many shows. so many shows, yeah. yeah. Anyway, he came to town and he worked with three different restaurants uh, and two of the three are still in business. One went out of business. Um, But one of the things I learned was from – I know some of the people who run these restaurants is that when Gordon Ramsay comes to town and does this with your restaurant, you are obligated for I think it's about a year to use his suppliers and his ingredients in your restaurant. Ooh, okay. Well, yeah, that's a, a little – and, hmm. and it ain't cheap. And yeah. it ain't cheap. No. Right. So in exchange no. for the promotional – all the good promotional stuff that comes from having the national recognition of Gordon come and help you with your restaurant, which is extraordinarily uh, valuable. And these restaurants say that their business went way up after the show aired and it's been great. But there is a catch and the catch is you're paying Gordon – a commission, basically, <laughs> for the next year. As it is with all those buy. shows. I mean, we hear the stories about the home improvement ones, too, where the, the homeowners are actually right. on the hook for at least half the cost. They have to keep things. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. It's, it's all a racket. Yeah, you have to, yeah. You have to actually pr- – you have to prove your funds before you can even get on one of those home repair shows. You have to prove that you have $100,000 in the bank that is spendable on the home repairs before you can even get to the audition phase. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I wonder huh. if uh, Guy Fieri uh, does that with uh, diners, drives-ins, and dives. <laughs> like, hey, I'm gonna come to town. Give me a little grease under the table, there, buddy. I, for yeah. some reason, I don't. My think wife he does really that. likes the one where the guy walks up to people at Home Depot and says, "Hey, can I, can I fix your backyard today?" I haven't seen that. You know that one. <laughs> no, okay. That sounds like that an one, HGTV yeah. show, which I'm allergic to. <laughs> yeah, I think it is, and yeah, and. Yeah, and I'm always watching it to f- try to reverse engineer it to see just how fake is it, you know, because there's no way that it actually happens that way. But yeah, you know. no, after seeing the uh, the Property Brothers or was it was that the them? Yeah, the, the Property the Brothers, the big one. Yeah. 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 When they did that one across the street from me that took that did it on on camera took like a weekend. But in reality, mm-hmm. it took like 12 months and they got kicked out of their house <laughs> and, you know, they got the right. lowest lowest paid labor that they could probably find to come in and work like, you know, maybe three hours a week while these other people had to live in a hotel. It was a mess. Mm-hmm. But the, but you watch the Ugh. show and it's like in 22 <laughs> minutes, it's like, voila, not veal, yeah. voila. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I saw this next one over at uh, Boing Boing and uh, since, you know. You guys are Disney guys, and uh, mm-hmm. I personally loved this one as a kid. Uh, they put the whole Captain EO movie up on YouTube, and there was a link <laughs> to it. So I, I checked yeah. it out because I remembered when I... I when I first went to Disney with my dad and saw it in, in Orlando, and it was fantastic. Yeah, it was. It really yeah. was. 
I probably now, Brian, saw you grew Captain up near EO. <laughs> I saw Captain EO uh, every day, daily during summers um, for at least four to five years, probably once or twice a week during non-summers. Um, it was well known as a good place to, if you happen to capture uh, one of the lovely young tourist ladies, a uh, good place to go make out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, saw it often. Yeah. Uh, Was there a particular say, row? Uh, you know, <laughs> really putting that happiest place on earth on the map. The back. There. <laughs> yes. Well, that and the people mover, which we affectionately called the people maker. Yeah, yeah they were very popular. Yep. Uh, saw tons. I mean, obviously, it was it was quite amazing when it when it first came out. Uh, it loses its luster on the seventeen thousandth view, for sure. Uh, I do remember when it was replaced yeah. by um, a show based on uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which was actually uh, right. fantastic. I do remember really enjoying that one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I have remember that one too. That was really good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was that was. Do you remember the one that came Captain before EO. Captain EO? Do you remember the one that was no. before Captain EO? No. The Kodak one. I know. The making memories, the making one. memories, taking pictures is making memories. Yeah, it was a three D well, movie. They, they, no, I don't really remember that. that. Might have not been in because Brian is here in California, and right, I saw Captain right, right, EO right. in Orlando, so might right. have been different. Yeah, me too. So I think yeah, the Kodak thing was just at Imagination in Orlando. And then they probably uh, I don't know what 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 did Captain EO replace at Disneyland? What was in that space? It was beforehand? in the same area where there was a mission to Mars, uh, but they didn't really. Uh, okay. The mission to Mars then became a restaurant that was right next to Captain EO, which I think was just uh, some back back area space that they converted into a full theater so that they didn't have to be right. shut down things. All you know, Disney Imagineering at work, all that sort of stuff. So. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I do have fond memories as we were discussing, uh, earlier in the show, Michael Jackson is currently on, I, I just can't separate the art from the artist. So he's kind of on my no fly zone. And I think I would get the heebie jeebies if I went back to watch it. Although I am curious, <laughs> you know, uh, coming right. you know, 30 years on what, what, what it would be like to watch it, <laughs> but I wouldn't have my 3D yeah. glasses and I've, wouldn't be I've the watched smoke it. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, so I think for folks who did not experience it at the parks, that's a big part of this story is that you mm -hmm. have to remember that this was at a time when you didn't have everything you ever wanted to watch on demand. And mm -hmm. so nope. the only place you could see Captain EO was at either Disneyland or Epcot. And mm -hmm. um, it was a custom-built theater. It was like an IMAX projection system in 3D. They had – in theater effects with smoke and lasers, they had mist. an amazing sound system. Mist. Yeah, the mist. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And yeah. and it was Michael Jackson at the peak of his powers. Mm -hmm. uh, you had Francis Ford Coppola and George Lucas, so you had all the ILM folks with all the effects. Um, I have to say, some of the costumes look like they're straight out of Starlight Express. <laughs> yes. <laughs> By the um, way, a fantastic show. <laughs> seen it. Seen it about yeah. ten times. <laughs> has legs sort of <laughs> <laughs> but uh it is definitely of its time some of the dancers are ridiculously 80s looking with their haircuts and their outfits and things but uh the music's really good um mm -hmm. i think my favorite thing is the playoff music with the uh 
Uh, it's just another part of me. Yeah, that one. Oh, um, I remember that. Yep, that's my yep, favorite okay. song in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Angelica Houston makes a cameo. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Dick Sean is the commander. He was Snow Miser. Um, oh, wow. That's also, <laughs> I know, right? Dick Sean also famous for um, actually dying on stage. He was just he was doing some stand up, like a one man show kind of thing. Oh, it was that was him. Uh, and it was yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he died. He died on stage, and people thought it was a bit. Yeah. No, I I, I remember. I remembered that, but I didn't know that was him. That he was that that was Snow Miser that croaked it on stage. Wow. Yep. yep. Yeah. Crazy. So quite a talent. Uh, I don't know how he ended up doing this little dinky cameo and <laughs> it's probably friends with Francis Ford Coppola or George Lucas or something like that. But, yeah. You know. When Francis Ford Coppola um, or Michael Jackson it's calls, fun. you answer, you know. <laughs> right. Also pre-digital uh, in that it's a mix of uh, puppets and costumes and stop mm-hmm. motion and animation and and so there's certain nostalgia uh, that comes along with that. So yeah, mm-hmm. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it very much. Um, and, and to that uh, end, I will see you a high-quality Captain EO, and I will raise you a high-quality version of Star Tours that is <laughs> online. Uh, a 4K version of Star Tours somebody scanned in, cleaned up, um, put all the stuff from the little side windows, the video monitors that are in the Star Tours cabin, put it all in there. It is the best version of Star Tours I've seen online. Let me tell the you. The original classic Star Tours. The yeah. one and only time I was grounded as a child uh, was the day that they launched uh, Star Tours because they did something very <laughs> special at Disneyland. They uh, they decided to keep the park open for 48 hours straight, 24 hours a day. And uh, a friend of mine and I snuck out and basically tried to stay as long as humanly possible. And boy, when I got home, I was in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and were you just riding Star Tours over and over again? Well, no, the line was way too long. We, I think we got on it once. Oh, okay. We just hung out at Disneyland, you know? It was, it was, I think I, we stayed until we lasted until about three in the morning. And right. Just like, oh my God, I'm so tired. <laughs> it was, it was pretty awesome. So, yeah, that was the one in time I yeah. got grounded, but uh, it was thanks yeah. to Star Tours. Also, on that note, uh, the rumor immediately after Star Tours launched was this would be an ever changing ride, that there would be different planets that we would go to. And I am still here, what, 30, some odd years waiting waiting for different star tours tours <laughs> well that's what you have now that's what star tours is now, now. oh now you go uh, well, all i have not place. been in yeah. so long so oh yeah like seven of them <laughs> yeah well right so the way star tours works now is um i want to say there's like six destinations mm-hmm. and in any of your trips you'll go to two of them so you can ride a bunch of different times and have different experiences on Star Tours now. Uh, and also, if you if you buddy up to the people who are running the ride, they can dial in where you go. Because uh, I was last time I was there, I was having a conversation with the person asking them about it, and and she said to me, she's like, "So where haven't you been yet?" I said, "Oh, I haven't been to Kashyyyk yet." She says, "All right, we'll go to Kashyyyk," and and we did. So cool. it's uh, I. I it is cool. It is fun. Uh, it is. I still love the original best because it is the. You look, the original. You're not going to do better for a kid of our generation than doing the trench run down a Death Star, right? It just Seriously. doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. Um, so they're fun. It's in 3D now. It's 
uh, the quality of everything is better, but it's still not as charming or as mind blowing as the original. But uh, yeah, it, I got, new, I got a question Star Tours. since 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 you go to Disney World, not Disneyland, Disneyland here yeah. in California. I've only been to Disneyland once and rode the Matterhorn once, and it was terrible. I hated it. I love Disney <laughs> World because it's big, okay. it's open. Um, I've been to Disney World like twenty times, but I have not been on the new Star Tours down there recently in maybe geez, 20 years. Um, do they still have the big AT-AT when you walk outside or is yes. it gone? Mm-hmm. Oh, it is All there? that is okay. the same. Yep. So the AT-AT is there and they so there's a stage next to it now uh, where you've seen – like if you've seen the videos of Darth Vader and the stormtroopers doing like, yeah. you know, can't touch this and, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's all right next to that. Oh, cool. Um, but that's still there. Everything everything is the same up until you get inside the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think they've updated the projection on the what's the you know the departures and arrivals board and things like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like but, a, uh, a travel agency, right? Like with all the different. Because right. I remember like the the Hoth poster or like you mm-hmm. know all the different places you can go. That was pretty fun. So yeah, yeah. Cool. So it's all pretty much the same, but uh, but the actual ride itself is uh, different and updated. Gonna, I got to send this to variable. my dad because we went there that first year when it opened and, and mm-hmm. rode it together and he's going to love that because we had so much. We, we rode it like seven or eight times that first day. We just kept getting back in line because it was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting, your I'm, thoughts about well, Disney World versus Disneyland because, yeah, I would um, – I actually – so just comparing the Magic Kingdom to Disneyland, I would prefer Disneyland. Over really? the Magic Kingdom Park. Yeah, I would. I think there's something special about Disneyland. I think it, it's a little cozier. Um, I think it has the more of the feel of the artistic touch. Uh, just compared to Disney World. Uh, now, Disney World obviously has a lot more to offer in that there are four parks and water yeah, parks. And yeah. yeah, you got all that stuff. But if you just compare those two parks, I would – choose Disneyland, I think, any anytime. Okay. Also, uh, Disneyland has the Indy ride, which is nowhere else. So that's oh, fun too. Yeah, that is a great ride. I love that one. It was a yeah. fun looking ride, forward yeah. to it all. It I can't wait. I haven't been to Disneyland <laughs> in so long. Like it's been Star Wars land I haven't seen. None of that. So I'm very much looking forward to this uh this holiday. You know, the dinosaur ride at uh uh Animal Kingdom is exactly the same as the Indy ride. Um, with just different dressings instead of, you know, all the indie stuff. It's just dinosaur stuff. But the actual ride itself, so what the ride the does is yeah. the same, exactly the same. Yeah, yeah they, exactly they do that a lot. If you if you watch a lot of the uh, the Disney documentaries on Disney+, Plus, they you start to get the peek behind that curtain. So it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, but oh, the thing fun. is, since they don't – if they don't have the in, the actual indie ride there, you can go over to Universal and actually watch the live-action indie stunt show, which is also really cool, you know. So yeah, at least you have, you have, you have at, options. Uh, Disney Studios. Yeah, that's over at Disney Studios. Yep. I thought that was Universal. Not Universal. Oh. No. Oh, okay. No. It's been, it's, <laughs> I haven't been there since I was 18 years old, so it's been a yeah. while. <laughs> I want to go I, back. I, I, my family is so ready to go back to Disney World, but it's just – They've made it so hard to have a good time there right now. It's still – no matter how high they raise the prices, it's still packed and um, they have all this Disney Genie stuff where you have to pay extra money for the good rides if you want to get on them. Oh, and yeah. uh, it's just really – in fact, I think I shared with you guys. I was down there a couple months ago for work. Me and my colleague uh, Brandon were down there 
And we went to Universal instead of Disney because it was just easier for a, for a single day. We went to Universal, had a great time. But I, you, I, I would have gone to Disney if Disney weren't such a pain right now. Mm. So, yeah, it's yeah Universal's a solid. Sad. It's a solid approach, you know. I, I enjoy Universal oh, yeah. too. It's we good. had a great time. Yeah, yeah. Well, this week on Park Travel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. use multi-factor authentication. And there we go, security. There we go, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think at the beginning of the show, I bitched about two-factor auth for 10 yes, minutes. Yes, you did. So. Oh, did you? Did. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, Anyways. there you have it. it, it All right. Giveth and it taketh away. All right. Well, next week, let's talk about Knott's Berry Farm. I don't know if you guys have been there. There you but, go. You know, Never we haven't been. discussed that yet. So. <laughs> Never been. You can tell me about Knott's Berry Farm, and I'll tell you about Hershey Park. How about that? Sure, sure. All right. Never been there. So. All right. And then I'll, I'll, I'll bring us in with uh, Bush Gardens. Okay. Yeah, Bush Gardens is great. Both of them. Closing shout outs. Over at Patreon. Nobody. I, I I do feel that Patreon kind of squandered what goodwill that they had with the problems. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, I it think has so. it has the feel of a dying platform, um, which is sad because it did give us, for all of its faults, it did enable us to give we we still giving an ad free feed that people can listen to for just giving us a buck or two or three a month you get an ad free feed and it's the only platform out there that really lets us do that oh, yeah because well. i mean i it's just too hard to do other platforms i tried to do it with apple it's just it's fucking hard we're trying it's impossible but... with paypal it's impossible with stripe we can't do it any other way patreon really kind of nailed it but they seem to have squandered their goodwill it's a fine platform all everything I can't, I can't even say that. They're really fucking up their back end. They're redesigning shit. I don't know what's going on over there. Well, they're also, but you know, you know what? what? Elon well, needs no, to No, what they are over. doing, though, they are actually giving people video hosting now soon, too. So that's something that they're doing. Even though we don't have a video show, you, yeah. if we did, we could post it there for some Great. reason, I guess. Do that on Great. YouTube, I suppose. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, thank you to all of our current subscribers that are still there. We do appreciate it a lot, and I hope you do enjoy the ad-free feed that we're giving you because it's pretty cool. Over at PayPal, Matt, Simon, Matthew, Jonathan, Nikolai, Dennis, Judge, Nicola, Shaleen, and Thomas. Thank you all so much. And over the tip jar, we've got Christopher, Matthew, Mario, Anne, and Daniel. So thank you also all so much. Love you. Thank you. And we have two new reviews this week. The first from JMob five six four six six, who gave us a five stars enjoyable banter. I was looking for an everyday podcast. You know, your run of the mill. No, I'm ad living right now. One that I could throw on while driving to work or just walking around the store or what have you. Came upon this podcast and I'm sincerely enjoying it. Even after 18 episodes, we'll see about 19. Ha ha. All in all, it's enjoyable and I would suggest it to other peeps, assuming they have a general geeky aloofness about them. Well, that lukewarm. Are we good, aloof? Right? Brian, are we aloof? I'm more of a loofah, but okay. <laughs> you got, you got, okay. Here's the tip with the loofah. Mm-hmm. Once a week, put it in the microwave for one minute. After you after you moisten it, it will get rid of all the bacteria. That's I that's my loofah tip loofah for the anymore. day. That's my pro the, tip. Uh, it's a good tip. That's right. It's true. 
Dan K writes in with five stars. Better than so-so sex. None of us would turn down a hot night. But if that's not in the works, give grumpy old geeks a try. They'll give you great tech advice about bad investments. They'll give you good info on the latest tech gadgets and steer you away from bad Star Trek. And we will not give you a free hand job. That's what we do. <laughs> I wonder if Dan Kay ever heard the old episodes where you're giving away the the, the, the sex toy. Oh, the auto blow. The auto, the blow, auto too. blow too. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, God. I'm so mad that MXV wouldn't let me sell that at the garage sale. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking vote, people. Vote. Vote for science. Vote for truth. Vote for human rights and vote for your rights. Stop this shit in its tracks. Get out there. They're coming after you. So fucking go after them, too, because... I'm just – it's fucked up, Brian. It is fucked up right now that the stupid people are fucking winning. So we need the smart people to get off their lazy fucking ass, not be the intro credits for idiocracy, get out there and fucking vote for people with a fucking brain. Sorry. Just had to say it. You look good on my soapbox, Jason. I like it. I'm trying. I'm trying. (laughs) Making it my fucking own. Because, yeah, I, I, you know, we 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 had a lot of attrition when we talked about how bad Trump was. And everybody was like, I wrong? Don't, no, you are not fucking wrong. I was not wrong. Neither of us were wrong. But we were we were so beholden to the audience. And I'm just like, Fuck guess em. what? Fuck you. Fuck they you. Don't, don't if you believe that about shit. us, they don't yeah. give a fuck about us. Why should I give a no. fuck about them? <laughs> no, it's just it's it's fucking ridiculous. People are dying because of this abortion shit. People are going to die because of immigration. People are going to die because these people are fucking stupid. Don't get me so, started on their don't economic be policies. Fucking stupid. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, no. Social Security, they're coming for you. Everything. Fuck them. Fuck them in their goddamn eye holes. So get out and there on that and note, vote. No matter what political uh, persuasion you are, listen to Boot Up with Jason. Listen to Boot Up with Jason because <laughs> I, I, I may have stacked that note a little wrongly. <laughs> yes. Where he doesn't give those sorts of opinions. Actually, I did today. I did say go out and vote, but not as, not as uh, uh, exuberant as I just oh, did. <laughs> I'm just I'm, – I'm so fucking freaked out. I'm just like, God Damn, dude! I, I I'm like, I have you, to go I, through Arizona to get to everywhere else if I'm driving, and like Arizona is going to be like the fucking Weimar Republic in about you know like seven days. So let's fucking stop this shit. In all seriousness, it, it's it's um, I, I'm definitely going to be watching with a lot of interest on Tuesday. But uh, it, it, <laughs> going back to Stephen King, it, it, that that great line from the stand: "The center does not hold." It feels fucking scary out there right now so it doesn't we, feel sc- we, we don't turn this shit around we're, we're tipping point jason that's the yeah. we're at tipping point we are at a tipping point there's no doubt about that no i kind of i you know as much as i hate to say that because i don't want to be an extremist or an alarmist i see it out there like yep. on the street and it's just you can see it on twitter up. No, I, I, I don't street. care about – Twitter is different. When you see it in person with people in the world, that's where it matters. You know, mm-hmm. 
fuck Twitter, fuck the internet. Anything that happens on the internet is bullshit. We all know no, that. Jason, but no, when no, it no, happens no. in the fucking world, it's this different. might be the longest outro we've ever had. I completely disagree <laughs> with you there, and you're 100 percent wrong because there is no difference anymore. You're thinking like an old person. I am an old like, person. You're thinking like there is a separation between the internet. Do, do, do. Now I've connected into my chat room. There's no fucking separation anymore, Jason. Online life is real life now. There's no well, fucking difference. Nobody asks me ASL when I go to buy my groceries, you know? That's also but, because you're old. That's true. They know nobody they really know cares about a. my A, my S, they know or my you're L. A. <laughs> and they don't give a shit about your SRL anymore. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, trust me. Nobody gives a shit about me. That's okay. I'm used to that. But I care, Jason. No, you don't. No, you don't. I've I've known you for ten years. I know you don't give a fuck. I wouldn't still be <laughs> until here. next time. I'm Jason DeFilippo. and I'm Brian Schillmeister. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. If you enjoy the show, visit gog.show/donate to help us keep the lights on, and we'll love you forever. You can also help us out by sharing the show with your friends and enemies. It's easy and absolutely free. Show notes for this episode are at gog.show/slash five seven seven. From there, you can find links to everything we talked about in this episode, as well as links to our swag and Discord channel if you want to buy some stuff or chat with us and other show fans. You can also head over to gog.show slash contact and send us your feedback or questions we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to gog.show slash review and toss us a snarky review and preferably five stars. ASL? Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.